Guess who's back? Uh, welcome to another episode of No One's Listening. We're happy to welcome back Russell from his podcast, Sabbatical. Um, you want to say hi, Russell, real quick? Hello. Thanks for having me back, Steve. Uh-huh. I'm so glad to be talking <laughs> NBA with you again. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't actually have to drag him back. He was chomping at the bits to get back. Um, so there's been a lot of basketball since the last time you were here, so let's get right to it. Um, I think the first thing we should talk about is uh, – the Warriors, right? Oh. Um, so as it stands right now, they're what seventy one and nine, right? Yes. I think that yeah, they're seventy one and nine. Um, they just beat Memphis last night. Uh, did you watch the game? Yeah, man, it was nail biter, nail biter. They barely made it. Um, what what were some of your takeaways from last night's game? So I I saw I saw the defense on Steph Curry just swarm him. Preventing him taking threes, right? Yeah, yeah. But Steph Curry, I felt, took like what the defensive gave them and started cutting to the basket, yeah, yeah. making more plays that way rather than just settling for threes and threes. But he still made that that three towards the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that kind of like helped them. The one from the top yeah, of the yeah, key, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 To kind of push them closer to uh, getting even. I don't know. I, I feel like. Their their offense um, is buzzing, and it's it's and their defense is doing really well with Draymond mm-hmm. because uh, what's the name um, Zebo was killing them on down low, but yeah. then Draymond Green is always just a beast to step up and to defend to defend Zebo. I mean, even Spates had that one really intense block on yeah. Zebo. I was just like, I I couldn't even I can I have no respect for Spates. I don't really yeah. like Spates, but. Um, I mean, he had like a legit block right. on Zebo, and Zebo is one of like the most talented post-up guys right. in the league. Um, so it's interesting. Like they had that graphic during the game, and that showed like the Warriors past like four, f- five, or six games. And before last night, the like the five games that they played, the two wins that they had, mm-hmm. um, both were in overtime. And it's like they needed overtime to win each game, and then they win last night by one point. Um, so my question to you is, do you think this, like this, uh, this, like them trying to get 73 wins, do you think it's starting to take a toll on them? Cause like, they're not, here's the thing, right? Like they're not blowing out teams anymore. You right. know, like they haven't sat their starters in the fourth quarter in, in, in a long time. So I, I think, yes, it is, but. I don't think it really matters because mm. one, the top three guys like Draymond, Clay, and Steph Curry really had no injuries right this right. year. Really significant injuries. Otherwise, we would see them kind of injured on the floor. They would if yeah. they really needed rest, they would take rest. And at the same time, like because they're the Warriors, every freaking team in the NBA is gonna like stand up and get ready to play like it's their playoff game. Yeah, it's their game seven. Right, right. right. And like the Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies are are like trying so hard against the Warriors, and they probably get up really hard for this game as opposed to any other game that they have. And I think it's a function of both of uh, the Grizzlies trying really hard. And um, I don't know. I just feel like it, it's not taking a toll on them because the way they seem like they're like built to just win and win, and they're so chill. Like Their team is run by Draymond, who is the man. So, so you think like the fact that... Um, that Memphis took it to Golden State is more 
the the Grizzlies being jazzed up than yeah. the Warriors kind of like slowing down. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. I I mean I I think I would agree with you on that. I was just wondering if uh, if you had any other thoughts. Do I, you I'd think um, the Warriors miss uh, um, Iguodala a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he he had a, a corner three last night and he's getting his legs back under him. You know. But I think I think that. M- Every player on that team plays such a crucial role. Like, no one is... It all obviously starts with Steph and Draymond, but everyone else, like, the reason they're so good is because they really maximize the the talents and efforts of all, I'd say, like, eight guys. The first eight to nine guys are used so well. And, you know, they're deep enough where if one person... You know, if one person gets injured, whether it's you know Barnes or Bogut or even uh, Iggy, other people are there to to step up. But at their at their best, um, each person plays such a crucial role. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know what though, I I have to say, like, I was watching when I was watching it, I couldn't help but think, like, you know that that D League point guard Mumford. <laughs> I was like, yo, man, is he like a real player? Like. Can the Knicks get that guy? I was like, I really, I really like Mumford. And he's like, you know, he took it to them. You know what I mean? He made some pretty, uh, what is it? Um, pretty bad plays at the end of the game. But for the most part, he was great. I was, you know, I, as I was watching it, I was thinking, oh my God, like, is Matt Barnes going to lead this team to he victory? He had like 25 points. He had like 25 points. I think it was a season high. You know, Zebo was playing, you know, Zebo was taking it to them on the boards. Yeah. But I, th- and he was like, Muslim him down low, but Yo, I mean, how he old is Zebo? He's Zeebo's, so old. Zeebo's he's still so old. good. Zebo super. I mean, everyone forgets the the jailblazer <laughs> days with with Zebo. <laughs> yeah, man, the jailblazers, and he he's like super old. I'm pretty sure he's been playing since like the early 2000s. Man. But wait, I, I'm actually his really, down low moves are so good, and he's just a beast. Where he, if he gets contact, it'll still he's bad. a monster. And you know, it's funny. Yeah. Like I was. Um, I was listening to I think it was Mike Breen say how he had like huge hands or something, but like Zebo has notoriously like <laughs> small hands. Really? He has like notoriously small hands. Um, yeah, okay, so he was the first round draft pick of the Jailbla- or Trailblazers back in two thousand and one. He's been playing for like fifteen years, Dang. dude. Um, so yes, not super. Well, I mean, in basketball years, he's he's super old. But okay, so here's the thing, right? Uh, Warriors play tonight at San Antonio in like a few hours. They need to run the table, right? They have to run the table. So they need to win three. the next two games, right? Sorry, so the next game is tonight. It's the second night of a back-to-back in San Antonio. At San Antonio, which they haven't won. Or San Antonio no, has not lost. They yet. have not lost. I think San Antonio hosts the Warriors tonight, and on Tuesday or Wednesday or something, they host Oklahoma City. Um, mm. But who knows like who's going to play. If they, right. People might just rest. Um so San Antonio and Golden State, right? Uh, they should both technically be resting players because Warriors have the number one seed locked up, mm-hmm. and you know the Spurs have nothing to play for. Neither, yeah, the Spurs don't really have anything to play for. I mean, they they do have like the possible perfect home record, but right. Popovich has gone on record as saying, someone asked him, you know, how much does this mean? He said, absolutely meaningless. Do you buy that? Do you buy Popovich saying that this game means like? You know, the Spurs possibly having the first ever right uh, 
perfect home record during the regular season? Do you, do you buy that it means nothing to him? I don't know. I, it's so hard to say. I, he's so sneaky. But I, I feel like he's telling the truth. Yeah. Because yeah. he's always rested players when, you know, he's needed to. But it is the regular season, and he's just notorious for just viewing the regular season. It's a step to the playoffs and the yeah. championship. You know, but... I don't know. You, you, you see him and how he handles things. I bet he already saw this coming like three weeks ago. And he's already planned for it. Like, I bet something's going to happen. Last minute, he's going to sit players. If he really doesn't really care about them. I mean, I think right now he said that he's playing everyone except for Diao. Diao's the only one that's like legitimately mm-hmm. out. But everyone else, is, he says it's going to yeah, be available. Yeah, sure. He, I guess he's a big cog in the machine, but... That big. I mean, they did start him though that last yeah. time in San Antonio. But yeah, to your point, it was mostly Lamarcus, um, Lamarcus and Kawhi that game. Do you care more about the Warriors breaking the record, the seventy-two record, the Bulls record, or the the Spurs going undefeated at home? You know what? Uh, I definitely care more about the Warriors yeah. record. Yeah, I don't know why. I just like I'm so nostalgic and i'm so and growing up i like loved michael jordan i mean it was hard it's hard because i was so young at the time that my you know when you're like a kid you always root for like um you never root for like the underdog when you're a kid you you always root for like the favorites um so like i'm a knicks fan but i loved michael jordan and it's weird when you talk to like older people because like you talk to people who are like i must have been like 10 at the time when it happened. So I was like, I was crazy about it. But you talk to people that were like in high school or like even like junior high, high school and like college at the time. And they have like a totally different perception of Michael Jordan. I mean, it's like the same appreciation, but I know Knicks fans that like hate Michael Jordan. But it was different for us because like we were so young at the time. You know, we couldn't really um, differentiate between like, it wasn't mutually exclusive to like Jordan and like the Knicks right. back then. So um, I kind of don't want them to break right. the record. You know, I, I find myself I find myself rooting for the Warriors in general, but not to break the record. I, there's something like sacred about that record that I just want it to be like that is, intact. Is, I was looking at the stats and like it is pretty freaking unique like yeah. to go with that many wins. Yeah. And – on, adding on to the, all the playoff wins that they will have yeah. if they win the championship, that's that's incredible. Yeah. incredible. I mean, they have a chance to win. How many games do you need to win to win the championship? Now it's Four, sixteen. Six, six, sixteen. It's right? Sixteen, right? It right. used to be. Um, what is it? It was like rather than it was. Like it was five, best of five, right? So the, they only yeah. needed fifteen back right, then, right? right? <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see how this goes, but. The Warriors are really good, man. They're they're super they're super good. Like you said, I'm not really too worried about them, to be honest. I think they're probably a little tired. Do you think but, they're gonna win a championship? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean I don't know who's gonna stop them besides the Spurs. Don't like, you feel like this is just like one of those things that everyone says that they're gonna win a championship? But just something weird happens. You know what though? The only the oh god. I I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's so hard. It's so hard to tell. Like right now, it 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 definitely should it be. It is an unpopular opinion. Yeah, yeah. it's it's 
it's hard to argue for any mm-hmm. other team. Yeah. Um, the only team you could possibly have an argument for is the Spurs, but even then, I mean, they'd have they would still be the underdogs. Right. You know, there's no. So yeah, I don't. Okay, so here's the thing, right? It's like I don't know who's gonna win, but the odds on favorite, and I feel like this is undisputable. Yeah. Um, or this, yeah, it's you can't really argue against it. The odds on favorite is and should be the Warriors. They're just they're so they're so freaking good, man. So I just like even like last night you take for example they're down ten with six minutes left and it's like the this is like the call of like a championship team when they just like no matter what they're never out of it no matter what like they just find ways to win and that sounds super cliche and it sounds like it almost like uh like a like sports fairy tale like yeah, sports yeah. movie like but they just every time man like every time like I remember. Remember that? Do you remember the first game against the Nets when Brook Lopez missed the little alley oop bunny? Mm. Okay. Like they just keep finding ways to win games that they shouldn't yeah. win. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I just. No, oh, yeah. They seem like destined to win the the championship. That just makes big shots too, and he'll always continue to take those big shots too. And the thing is, like Clay and Draymond, don't give a crap about taking those big shots too. Yeah. They'll, they're just they'll a team that's. You know what's funny? It's like they're a very boring team. Like, I don't think, besides Draymond, like, the personalities on the team are kind of just, like... Pretty, pretty like, vanilla. Yeah, pretty vanilla. And and that used to be, like, a knock against them, which is, like, they're so boring. They're, like, really boring, and, you know, who really cares about the Warriors? But I feel like this season, that's what began as, like, a knock on them is almost like a strength, which is, like, they're so even-keeled. Yeah. You know, like, they don't crack under pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to think, like, oh, maybe they're a team that is, you know, great when they're up big, but when it comes, when, you know, they get, like, punched in the mouth or when it comes, like, a tough, like, physical playoff kind of game, um, they'll fold, but it's, like, the exact opposite. You know, like, nothing gets to them anymore. Yeah. You know, but... I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, so okay. So then, question: Do you think they'll get seventy three? No, I don't think they will. Re- yeah. Who do you, who do I they think, lose to? I think they're gonna lose tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gonna lose. Tonight you think they're gonna lose tonight? Yeah. You think they're gonna lose the Spurs? All right. Okay. I think. Um, and you think it's like? Do you think? Both teams go all out, or do you think both teams play bench guys and they don't care about? I, I think that Pop is going to view this as kind of a primer for the wow. playoffs. Wow! So I think he's going to get Kawhi just like primed and ready. Wow! Like, this is a good test barometer for you to, you know, d up against um, Steph Curry. Wow! And I think they're all going to go guns a blazing. Wow! I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, I didn't even watch the one when they played in Oracle. Mm-hmm. You know, what was that, like, last week? Was that last week? Yeah. Or earlier? I, I forget. I like yeah, I didn't even watch that because there's no point, right? Like, they're <laughs> playing in Golden State, right? And you know the Spurs aren't going to go all out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't watch that one. But this one, this one I'll be really interested I'll, I'm to really see. I'm really interested to watch it, too. Um, all right, so let's go from the best team <laughs> to the worst team team so uh earlier this week who is that uh, <laughs> so earlier this week uh i g chatted you and i asked you if you saw the news 
which was Sam Hinkie resigned from his position as general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers and um, literally not two hours after he had emailed um, a letter to all the principal owners of the 76ers, the, his 13-page letter comes out and is leaked and linked to on ESPN. Uh, in grueling detail, I don't even... I don't even know what but, it was about, man. So to be fair, like they should have been been private. Like what yeah. he said, I heard, was probably private. I right? heard it was he was horrified that it came out. Th- yeah. Those were the words that that Woj used. Um, Which is even more interesting that he that his true character is kind of like whatever is stated in that that letter. Yeah, like you know, like. <clears throat> You know he wasn't writing the letter being like, oh, I'm going to make myself look good for right. the media because, you know, he's not the one. I mean, he didn't want it to go public, you know. Um, and like in interviews with him, he's he's really veiled in like how he speaks too. Mm-hmm. Like the, if this – if he knew this this would, this would be public, he would never have written it like that. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't have written 13 pages, right. you know. <laughs> um, did you – were you able to – himself to other like – in, I don't know, groundbreaking <laughs> yeah. exists and stuff like that. Oh, way ahead of his time. I, I mean, in a sense, I guess. No, actually, no. It's not. He wasn't really ahead of his time. I, I know. Yeah. I, I disagree. And you know, what? I I don't think his I I don't think he thinks he's ahead of his time. Okay. Yeah. I, when you did you listen to his interview with Zach Lowe? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he thinks he was ahead of his time. I think. I mean, because even the words of the process. He's never used those words. You know, other people have used those words about him. Um, I think, and I, th- I think he would agree that he's doing what other people did and maybe just taking it to an extreme. Mm-hmm. But nothing he's doing is, um, is groundbreaking, and I think he understands that. I think the only part that's groundbreaking is how extreme they're doing mm-hmm. it, or how how flagrantly how flagrantly doing? they're they're doing it. But yeah, I I don't think he would even argue that what he's doing is groundbreaking. Um, so I I read all thirteen pages. Were you able to get through all of it? No. <laughs> I, so I read all thirteen pages, and yo, by the you end, read all thirteen. I read all thirteen pages, dude, and I don't even. I just kept waiting for him to make his point, uh-huh. and it it was just example. It's like oh, just example after example after example. So I don't even I don't. I couldn't even think after I read it. So, like, I read, like, a little pieces of it and, like, summaries of it. So, I, I think more than anything, he was upset. I feel like a person would only write this if he was upset that the other counterpart mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he was saying this to would be uh, kind of renege on, on this type of deal that they both had, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. had agreed to in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's something... Why would you write this long of an article, like this this long of a, a statement, comparing yourself and stating all the previous examples when, you know, you guys had previously agreed to something? I feel like it's something that they both agreed on, but the, the some of the principal owners just kind of reneged on on this deal of tanking. Yeah, I you know when we were talking about it before, um, we had to go back. Because it feels like Sam Hinkie's been there for like five years, yeah. right? And the, and the Sixers have been losing, you know, for a tremendous amount of time. But when you and I went back, like this would have been year three. You, that that's not that crazy. 
You know, like, um, so that means before this year, they've only tanked two years, mm-hmm. right? And this would have been their third year tanking. That's not, that's not a tremendous amount of time. That's not like a decade right. of losing. There are teams that have gone for much longer without making the playoffs. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't even remember the last time the Kings made the playoffs. But it just seems so bad because... it's It was, like you said, so flagrant. So, yeah, so bad. And, like, the culture of their their organization was just so bad. And even, like, rumors just dealing with him were so bad. I mean, as a GM, you need to manage all these general matters. Like, mm-hmm. dealing with your investors, dealing with your owners, dealing with the other GMs in the league trying to get deals done. Like, remember we were talking about it the, the last time? Like, no one wants to make deals because he's just yeah. kind of a dick. Yeah. Right? Like, he won't return your phone call. It was like, no. Like, hey, do you want to think about this trade? No. Like, that, I, I feel like when... You, you remember when you watch Hard Knocks and that uh, the, the, the GM of the uh, Texans uh-huh. is in, in, like, the bowels of the city just making deals and, like, they're, like, going back and forth. I feel like Sam Hinkie would have been, like, Hey, uh, what do you, like someone would call Sam Hankey and just be like, "Hey, what do you think about this and this?" No, and just hang up and not even do any courtesy check. Yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a really good point, which is Sam Hankey has a lot to learn. I think as an expand, I would, I, okay. Here's here's a question. Right, we'll start off with this. How happy would you be on a scale of one to ten? One being extremely unhappy and 10 being over the moon happy if Sam Hinkie was hired as GM of the New York Knicks. I think I'd be a 13. Really? Yeah, I would be insanely happy if, if we got Sam Hinkie as, as GM of the Knicks. I don't know. I mean, I, I if you take a look at what he's done at Philly, right, if he was going to tank and like just – flagrantly tank, why wouldn't you take bigger flyers on those draft picks? Like, why would you take... Isn't Sarge a flyer? Yeah, but, like, why would you take um, Jalil Okafor? Okay, yeah. Okafor over Porzingis And, like, why would you take Giannis over um, MCW? Right, right. I I don't know. It it was... Of course, you have to kind of get lucky in those drafts, too. But if he was going really out big like yeah maybe take more i don't know i don't know i i i agree like i'd be really happy to better than phil for sure yeah um yeah eh, yeah i don't know i think you bring up a good point which is hinky is a great gm but he's not a great drafter mm-hmm. and <clears throat> his problem was he kept waiting for the lebron kevin durant game changer like, ben simmons yeah, prospect yeah. and it's it's such a shame because Ben Simmons is is finally his Ben Simmons is here, but he's not GM of the Sixers anymore. But he was waiting for that like can't miss prospect, right. and so, so when his, it came, his first draft pick was Derlins, right? Uh, let me no my MCW or MCW, yeah, right. Second was um, the next year was uh, I think Nerlens, yeah, and yeah. Nerlens is kind of. Like a super duper athlete, but not really a basketball player type of guy. And then who was after that? Oh, I'm sorry, William. I'm sorry. His first pick was Nerlens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his first pick was because Nerlens was number six pick, and then he picked MCW 11th. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that was 2013. 2014 was 
Joel Embiid and Dario Saric. Ah, oh, Joel Embiid. Yeah. And then 2015 was Julia Okafor. So it's like, yeah, to your point, if you know that these guys aren't going to be can't-miss prospects or perennial all-stars, then why wouldn't you? You know, I feel like Embiid and Saric are actually defensible. Um, the Okafor over Porzingis, that one is pretty right. – that, that, that one's pretty bad, especially if you already had Embiid and Nerlens right. on the team. And like just looking at the current NBA landscape – the, yeah. Remember, I think it was Bill Simmons saying that you know, basketball is getting smaller and smaller. It's going faster and faster. You can't have two traditional bigs on the floor right. anymore. Yeah. And, I, and I agree. It just, uh, it's hard to say. You know. but. Yeah, so, okay. Wait, did you also hear that there are some investors that agreed with Hinky that kind of like liked what Hinky was doing and we just didn't give him enough time? And But the more majority of the investors were like, no, let's, we need to turn stuff around. I mean, okay, so you, you and I have talked about this before in private, right, which is you and I are, have very similar opinions, but we, we, we differ in terms of whether or not what Hinky did was like a good job. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm of the opinion, and I skew on the side of the spectrum that says, I think Hinky not, did, not only did he do a good job, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you took, if you take a look at their lottery picks for the next, you know, few years um if you look at all the contracts they got rid of um the you know this this is so weird the only one i'm really upset that he didn't keep was kj mcdaniels i thought kj mcdaniels had a shot to be like a really productive bench player even like a starter um on like a good team of course uh so i think you know there was no one like where like because here's the thing right you take a look at a team like like Orlando, yeah. you know, you take a look at a team like, you know, Utah, you know, Utah and Orlando, those are the comps and, and Boston, right? Those are the comps for the position that the 76ers were in, right? So Orlando, Utah, and Boston, they tank for differing lengths of time, right? Orlando longer than either of the other ones. Um, Boston for like a few years, but then last year's when they were like, screw it, we'll tank, but we'll also try to win games at the same time. They like managed that balance. And Utah was the one that only did for like one or two years. Right. You know, they gave up Al Jefferson, Paul Mislap for nothing, right. for nothing, and were totally cool with getting a lottery pick and letting those guys walk for nothing, which ended up turning into Dante Exum, right? So they do it to varying degrees. Um, if you're Orlando or Utah, are you like super excited about your core? Like, are, do you think you have like a championship core? Like, are you as no, excited as like Minnesota know. is? You know what I mean? Like, if you have Oladipo, um, Peyton, Alfred Peyton, um, Aaron Gordon, and uh, Vucevic, are you, are you excited about like the next five? Are you like these are my guys for the next no, five to ten right. years? We're gonna win a championship. You know, if you're Utah and you have Burke, Burks, uh, right. Hayward, Favors, right. so, I, Gobert. I, you know, right? I, I agree in the aspect that, like, as a fan of those teams, I would not be because you're going to be middling in 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 either conference, right? And the name of the game is not to be in the middle, right? right. You either have to be top or bottom, right? Yeah. So I think what Sam Hinkie did, he had great ideas, but he couldn't carry them out in a manner that was appeasing to fans and the owners, right? Yeah. Because you can't create a 
a locker room mentality that just keeps churning players and keeps taking players out when there's no stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, I think a major part of this transition was that um, the, instead of did you hear about the revenue sharing thing? Rather than being rather than receiving money from all the other teams, they were going to be forced to um, pay. Oh, I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, they were going to be forced to pay into the oh, revenue sharing stream because really? they're like a number six market. Oh, yeah. right, and right, right. By at this point, like, dude, we can't be freaking losing money where we're the sixth largest market, you know. And um, I think that was kind of one of the big things. Like, the money is going to be the biggest um, factor in all this. And once they brought in Colangelo, he had he's well connected throughout the league, right? He's, he knows how to talk to the, the owners. He knows how to talk to the other GMs. I think he had great ideas, but he didn't carry them in the way that was um, appeasing to the fans and the owners. And therefore, because of that, he failed and he wasn't a good GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, I'm glad you mentioned Colangelo. We'll get into Colangelo now, mm-hmm. right? So uh, on Yahoo Sports, uh, Woj... What's Woj's real name? Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, he's like the, I don't even know what his comp would be, but he's the best investigative journalist for basketball, for basketball right? Um, through various sources, uh, let's see, um, he reports that <clears throat> as soon as Colangelo got hired, he wanted to kind of push Hinky's side and make, turn him into like a glorified <laughs> well, I think that the term is glorified like head of you know analytics like yeah. not actually general manager but like he'll just head up the the number side the statistics side wow. you know um and he's uh he's quoted by some sources as saying um we need more real basketball people here you know as though the stuff that Hinky does is not actual basketball. It's just math. Like doesn't know anything about basketball. It's just crunching numbers, um, which I I can't actually believe people still think this. Like that is that is insane right. that people still think it's that. It's proven that a long two is a crappy shot. You know? Yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely. Like, you know, jumpers the return are return on your long two is not going to get what you get from like a short basket or like a three. Exactly, um, and so. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Colangelo comes in, and from what everyone says, Hinky tries really hard to make it work with Colangelo. He's oh, very appeasing. He goes out of his way to ask for advice and implement that advice. And a lot of uh, a lot of the principal owners um, resisted completely abandoning Hinky and kept trying to find ways trying to find ways to make it work. And Colangelo was having no part of it. And then Colangelo Jerry. The, the senior decides to try to hire Brian, the, the junior, his son. That was all done behind the back of Sam Hinkie? I don't think it was done behind his back. I think the reason Hinkie uh, resigned is because they told him that Brian Colangelo was going to have a position on the same level mm. as Sam. And that's when Sam was like, all right, I can't yeah. come out. Like, I can't handle any of this anymore um which also like good for him right so my thing is now let's say the the sixers get 
Ben Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think they have a chance of getting two. They have a chance of having the number one pick and then keeping the Lakers pick. I think it's only top three protected, so they could get the one and four, right? right, right. Um, and I think it's like forty. I heard on Zach Lowe's podcast, it's like forty-five percent chance of that happening. Like, if you told me it was a coin flip that they were going to get the one and four, I mean, so that's crazy. insane, right? So, if the Sixers do well, I think what bothers me is if the Sixers do well, like. They're going to give all this credit to, like, Jerry Colangelo, mm. and that mm. really bothers me. That, like, that point. super bothers me. Yeah. And because we've, we've, we also, in a previous podcast, we've talked about Brian Colangelo's history with yeah. Phoenix and Toronto, and, um, yeah, you know what? Not that great. Right. You know what I mean? He got executive of the year twice, once in Phoenix and once in Toronto, but, you know, he that- drafted Nash and... No, no, he I traded. He he, re- he he signed Nash he after signed his Nash, right? contract went up with um with Dallas. Uh, yeah, with Dallas. Right. But you look, take a look at his draft history, and he was the one that traded or sold the rights to draft picks that could have been Andre Iguodala, Rajon Rondo, some other players back in Phoenix. And I think in Toronto, he was the one that yeah, drafted that. Bargnani. If I'm not mis- <laughs> if I'm not, not mistaken, Barn. I'm pretty sure he's the one that drafted. <laughs> Barney. Yeah, yeah, he was the one that drafted Barney. So it's just like I can't. And he gave uh, Landry Fields a, a pretty big contract. Too, oh right? my god, it was a terrible contract. But I do like Landry though. I I, I actually <laughs> like Landry a lot when he was in when he was in New York. So I mean, the Colangelo's are not the answer. And you take a look at Jerry Colangelo. I don't even know what he's done besides Team USA in right. the past ten years. And how hard? I mean, let's be honest. Like, how hard is it to be? Like the chairman of like Team USA, like you're just inviting like the best guys. Yeah, you ha- you best. you're inviting the best guys. You know, like who, like all those guys um, want to play mm-hmm. for Team USA. Right. So it's like you don't even have you don't, your job isn't really that hard. To do. You're just inviting the best guys. You know, it's like you're you're choosing who to make feel special. So yeah, I mean, I guess that is that was kind of what Hanky was lacking, though. You know. But oh, in a, a way, point. that's a good point. If you can mesh them, mold them together, I guess they would be the perfect GM. You know, smooth talking Colangelo versus like statistician Hinky. I mean, that's what <clears throat> that's who Masai. That's that's yeah, that's Masai, right? Yeah. He's like he's the perfect combination of both. That's why everyone wants him as their GM. So, is this the end of like analytics? Heavy GMs, because I mean, we're hearing reports now that Daryl Morey might be in some hot water. Really? You know, after after the Houston season. I I don't think it's the end. I think I I think it's quite the contrary. I think hmm. all GMs need that component of uh, hmm. whatever you call um um what did, what did we just call? analytics and analytics right? All teams need analytics, and they've all admitted to it. Like all the Warriors, sort of the top team, are heavy in analytics. Analytics are just a part of a way to just kind of break down players, break down other teams. Mm-hmm. It's it's not um, what is it? How do I say it? it's it's uncommon for a team without analytics? I guess that's you know true. That's true. I really hope I, now that Hinky's gone, I hope the Sixers continue to do terribly. I hope they botch all their draft picks. I hope they mess everything up. I hope they're put in like position for success and. They mess it up. That would but, be ideal. Yeah, and but I would be really sad. It would be really sad to see like great NBA talent waste away at 76ers. 
But they don't have NBA talent. No, like what if they, they draft like Ben Simmons or something. Oh, oh right, 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 yeah. right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, enough about the Sixers and their, their sad state. Let's go on to um, the regular season is almost over, and there are a few uh, seeding issues still left to be determined. But for the most part, um, for the most part, uh, we know who's going to play who. Uh, everything between like seeds three and six are still yet to be determined, but for the most part, we're good. So. Steve, do you bet on NBA? No, no, I do not. I uh, that's illegal. So okay. I don't. So I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't participate in illegal activities. Um, do you? Uh, once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> don't get a don't nothing. Plead the fifth. Just plead the fifth. Okay. Um, so let's go through the Eastern Conference right. first, right? Because uh, this is definitely the most boring one. Um, first matchup is one eight. Cleveland Cavaliers versus Indiana Pacers. Um, is there any reason to think the Pacers won't get swept? Uh, nope. Uh, Toronto Raptors versus Detroit Pistons. Um, mm. Toronto has been like not even sneaky good, just like good. They've been crazy good. I think I saw on Real GM. Uh, I think yeah, I think I saw on Real GM. Toronto has won every season series against all Eastern Conference playoff really? teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, Pistons will be frisky just Leave because. North. Yeah, Pistons will be uh, frisky just because Andre Drummond, but I think Toronto's too well coached. Yeah. I think Skinny Lowry is too good. Um, you know, Demar Derozan too good. So I think the Raptors will ha- will have that. Um, so did you hear about that one interview? Like Demar Derozan, like why don't you take more threes? And and he's just like, I think it was with, like Zach Lowe. Yeah. Why do I take more threes when I know I can get to the basket like anytime I want? Man, that's isn't that nasty? And which is totally true. You could that is true. But I mean, this is the first year he's going super. You know what? That reminds me of something. Just something about the Warriors, really quick. Something about the Warriors, really quick. Did you hear Steve Kerr's um, reply when they asked him about seventy three wins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said um, how he didn't like how he felt if. Some people are injured, then it will be right, right. Yeah. And then he he says something where he said, um, "Records are meant to be broken. Championships last forever." Yeah. And I was like, "What a G!" <laughs> like, oh my god, what a G! <laughs> anyway, um, so remember that records are meant to be broken. Championships last forever. Um, That's true. Hawks versus Hornets. What, what do you think of this? This uh, is this is the one. If it if it shakes out this way, I mean, who knows? He could lose and then hornets could win and they move up to, from six to five but uh as of right now it'd be hawks hornets if like hawks i think are pretty good i haven't watched that many hawks games this year but they're pretty good defensively mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they've been gelling as of late but hornets have been kind of getting hot these past couple games yeah man and Kemba walker is pretty pretty nasty yeah i i think i feel like uh Kemba walker's added that three-point game to or element to his mm-hmm. game um I think if I had to choose, I would probably choose the Hornets over the Hawks, to be completely honest. I like Steve Clifford. I like Steve Clifford a lot. Um, both these teams kind of revolve around defense, which is super weird because Haw- the Hawks last year were all offense, everything, right. you know, um, and they kind of re-identi- figured out their, uh, their identity this season, like, on the fly. Um, but, yeah, I like, I like Kimball Walker. I like, I like the Hornets – a lot more than I like the Hawks 
right now. So I'd probably take the the Hornets over the Hawks. Yeah. Um, and then finally at the four five we have Celtics versus Heat, which is a real shame. I'm like kind of disappointed that they're playing each other this early. I I think I'd, I'd I would rather I would I would want to see like uh, Celtics be the three seed and, mm. and the Heat be the four seed. That would yeah 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. And then see like Hawks Heat still takes Hornets oh, something like yep, that yeah yeah um, I, I don't know I feel like it's That's so good, early good series yeah I feel like it's so early for the Heat and Celtics to be playing each other but I mean it's not like either one of them are gonna make too much noise anyway so it doesn't really matter um, I don't know dude I feel like the Celtics are kind of sneaky good no, no man like, like, no way dude they hustle so hard I know but. They don't have they, anyone. They overachieve like crazy. They don't have anyone who would be like if the you third get, like, or fourth te- best player on a championship team. Yeah, I know. But still, like if you can get like one of these top teams on an off night a little bit and kind of rattle them for one game for a series, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Celtics seem to only play well against the Warriors for whatever <laughs> reason. You know? Uh, so. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't. I mean, I like the Celtics though against the Heat. Yeah, I I, I like the Celtics. I like the Celtics too. I think they're just too well coached. You know, they're just too well coached. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of chalk there. Besides, yeah, I, I, know, yeah besides like the Hornets. That's why I said if you were betting, I think first round is kind of easy money. Yeah, I would I would say so. It depend. I I think it would depend on uh, on the odds. Uh, Western Conference. Well, if the playoffs started now, and I think the. Five, six, seven is the only seeds that are kind of up for grabs. One, two, three, and four are kind of set. Um, so we have Warriors, Jazz. Is there any reason to think nope. it's not going to be a... Uh, I mean, Jazz are good, but they're kind of like the Celtics. They yeah. yeah, agreed. But Warriors should should take it. Uh, Spurs, Mavs, I think that's <clears throat> another sweep mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Thunder, Grizzlies. I mean, if the Grizzlies had... They're real players and not half of them on like ten day contracts. I mean, could you imagine like you sign a ten day contract? It's like okay, so we're gonna sign you to ten day contract uh, and we're in the playoffs. Right. You know, that's just how that's filled with injuries they are. I think that's gonna be a sweep too. I think that was gonna be okay. I, this is what I wanted to tell you. Okay, I think this is really you might you might get pissed off. <laughs> All right. All right. What, is, what is this about? What is I don't this think the Thunder. Are ever going to win a championship with well, Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook? Why? 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 Why not? Why not? I I I think when we look back at history, uh huh, and we see uh, the Thunder, how could this team not have won championships for that long with KD, yeah. Westbrook, and Harden? You know, sure they're young, but like they're freaking good, and we're gonna look back and say like, wow, this is. <sighs> How how unfortunate of events with LeBron coming in, right? When he, he went Ward, to the Heat, right? right. <clears throat> like if he hadn't right. formed that super team, yeah. I, I just don't think they have enough pieces. Pieces like when it gets down to crunch time, who can they pass to 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 make a shot like outside of KD and Westbrook? 
That's the thing. Like they have four guys, right? They they have four guys, and they're always looking for that swingman. They're always looking for that off guard to put next exactly. to Westbrook. You know, they had one, they traded him away, and then ever since then it was, you know, <clears throat> Kevin Martin. Is it going to be Jeremy Lamb? You know, is it going to be Andre Roberson? Is mm-hmm. it going to be uh, Anthony Morrow? Is it going to be Kyle Singler? They keep trying to find these I mean, guys. Is it going to be Kyle DJ Augustine? Singler playing so many minutes down the stretch. I don't know, man. I, is he a good coach? No, Billy Donovan. Yeah. No, he's not a good. Coach. No, I mean the problem is that neither was Scotty Brooks. You know, neither one of them. I mean, listen, if I can't believe they paid, or they, I don't know how many years Donovan's contract is, but I can't believe. I just can't believe it. Like I don't know how if you're the Thunder, you don't fire him <laughs> and try to hire Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and. You know, unfortunately, that's not the way they do things in in OKC. But I, so yeah, I I don't I wouldn't go so far as to say they're never going to win a championship. You know, um, but I think we're gonna look back later on in history and just is it gonna be shocked. like the Braves? Yeah, you know, when you yeah, look yeah, back yeah. at the Braves and you're like, you know, they won the division. What was it like ten times? Right, mm-hmm. ten times in a row. But you know, it's just like one World Series, and for them, it's like not even one championship. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It, that that's really tough, and it it's scary. And I feel for KD because it, how much has he gone through to get to this point? Everyone's healthy right now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't so, know, man. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it it's 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 tough. It's tough to watch them. I mean, and they, there was didn't they lose last night to um, they lost the, to the, the Kings. Jazz, the, the Kings, yeah, right? they lost to the Kings by two. It's I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, but they're still going to sweep the D-League Grizzlies. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen yeah. in round two, but they're going to sweep yeah, yeah. the D-League Grizzlies. Uh, thank God. Thank thank the Lord that the Blazers are in the five seed Ooh. instead of the Grizzlies. I, I don't think I could handle another Clippers-Grizzlies series. Um, so Clippers-Blazers. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, how, who? Where do you have? Do you? Uh, no, you know. Let, let me phrase it like this. Uh, in your top five MVP votes, right? Steph Curry obviously won, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you have Chris Paul in your MVP ballot? Mm, I haven't really thought about it, but is it, I mean, is he even on your MVP ballot? No, he's not. Really? Yeah. So you? I think so. There they, are, they're fifty. I think there are like three or four more players that are still better than him this year. So the Clippers are fifty-one <clears throat> and twenty-eight, and that was without. Blake Griffin for a bunch of games, mm-hmm. right? And so you, so if you, if you, so it's Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan. So his his next best players are DeAndre Jordan, JJ Redick, mm-hmm. Jamal Crawford. To be fair, JJ Redick has has done extremely like he's, right, right, fair, fair. I mean, he's <clears throat> he's he's a great player, right? Austin no, he's Rivers. Like he, he's overproduced. Like he's oh, not. He's like this over, is his career. Yeah, yeah. Austin Rivers, the corpse of Paul Pierce. <laughs> They're the fourth seed in the West. And they have gone a large chunk without Blake Griffin. Yeah. That's your point. Um, speaking of overachieving, Portland Trailblazers, my goodness. Dude, they're good. They're just stripped flat out good. They're, they're scary. They're scary. Damian and uh, McCollum are flat out sick. They're very good. They're very good. Uh, if I 
If I had to ask you how much younger Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are than John Wall and Bradley Beal, how much younger do you think they are? Their aggregate age combined? Um, or each individual? You can do whichever one. Whichever one. Like five, I think five or six. They're pretty young. You think Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are a combined five years younger? No, no, no. Combined uh, 11 or 12. You think Dam- the so you think Damian Lillard? Actually, I don't know how old McCollum is. Oh no, no, no! I this, okay. So this is why it's very interesting. So you think Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are each almost five years younger than John yeah, Wall, yeah, 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 and Bradley Beal, right? Okay. Um, Damian Lillard is twenty-five. Oh shoot! <laughs> okay, um, Damian Lillard is twenty-five. And John Wall is 25. Oh, really? They're the same age. They're the same age. CJ McCollum. John Wall feels so old. <laughs> right. CJ McCollum is 24. Bradley Beal is 22. Oh, shoot. What the heck? Bradley Beal is actually younger than CJ McCollum. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because CJ McCollum oh. and Dame Lillard both were four year players out of oh. college. Uh, John Wall was the one and done. And I think Bradley Beal was three. Bradley Beal was three, but for some reason he was like super young, okay. right? Um, so it's fun to be like, oh, the Blazers are going to be good for so long. Like they have these two young studs, but they're actually not that young, yeah. you know. And this is CJ McCollum's first kind of like breakout year, but he's already twenty five, hmm. you know. Interesting. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think the Blazers are as young as. We kind of like think they are. I yeah. think it's only because you know CJ McCollum hasn't played a lot, and because Dame Lillard, you know, is just new to the NBA. Yeah. Um, and John Wall and Bradley Bill were drafted like so long ago, but they were like one and dones, I think. Um, so just some food for thought. So Clippers Blazers. I mean, Clippers are still really good. You know, like Blazers are scary, mm-hmm. and they beat the Warriors at one time, but uh, Clippers are still. You know, one of those like fringe title contenders. You, you would uh, who who'd you want in that series? Best, I th- best out of five, best out of seven. Best, I, I, I still think the Clippers. I think Blazers. Really, yeah. man. I, like I think I read this one article where they talk about like Dame just reaching out to all his team members. I I, I read that article. Yeah, I read that he's article. He's the yeah. man. He's he, like straight up leader. He's like he's got it, dude. I forget who it was. It was like a player that's not on the team anymore. Oh, it was Will Barton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Barton, Will Barton, Barton. And Dame would just, you know, after DNPs would be like, hey, you're, you're, you're going to get your shot soon. You're going to. Dude, he's awesome. Yeah. So, all right. I like to root for guys like that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no, I know. I definitely did find myself rooting for yeah. Dame a little more after that. Um all right, you know what? So we'll we'll end it there. Oh, I got one oh yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it, go, yeah, go for it. What do you? What do you? We haven't even talked about the Kobe thing. Um, his, his whole entire oh farewell tour. God. What do you think? His farewell tour. Yeah, I think it's really stupid. It's a mockery. Right? I think more than a mockery. More than a mockery. It's. I I would almost say to Kobe like, oh, so um, yeah, I don't. I I'm not sure if this is a surprise to you, but. If you're not an a-hole, basketball can be fun. 
Yeah. You know, like I can't believe it took you 20 years to figure it out. But yeah, the reason you're smiling, like the reason you're having fun, the reason, you know, for the first time in your career, people are like cheering you and, you know, appreciating you is because for the first time in your career, you're not a jerk. Right. And I can't, I'm so sorry it took you 20 years to figure that out. That, yeah, you know what? If you're not like an egomaniacal, like, obsessive completely driven person yeah like basketball is fun why do you think Shaq had so much fun and like got sick of you because you are a crazy person right you know I just Um, think it's so weird that all these people are like heralding him as like this great guy I know it's it's super weird it's so weird because it's totally not who he is or what we've gotten to know right and like this morning, I was waiting to go to church, and the on Showtime, the um, the, oh, the Kobe, Kobe Muse, yeah, yeah, it was on again. It's like you're so weird, he's <laughs> so weird. And not only weird, I think he's fake. You know, I think if he really was the type of person that like he portrayed himself to be for the first however many years, like that person, that Kobe wouldn't want what this Kobe is getting. Right. You know, I, 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 yeah. Go ahead. I, I think he's so aware of his. Like, quote unquote legacy. legacy. Like he's he's try, trying way too hard to imprint that for for the fans and like design his legacy when he leaves. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird to he, do, right? I think he's really. I think mm-hmm. the word you used uh, is perfect. I think he's very aware that you know whatever his achievements are, it's not what is written about him that will define his legacy. It's how it's written. Yeah. You know, and so um, he's using this farewell tour to kind of change how people view him, so they'll write him in a in a in a lighter way. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he's super aware of that, and I think he's using that to his advantage. And it's just, it's, mm. it's, it's crazy, man. I I don't think there's any player right now in the NBA that is more detrimental to his team than Kobe. And it used to be like emotional. Now it's just like developmentally for the younger guys right. you know i yeah i'm i'm so done with kobe i i, I glad, don't care i'm glad it's over oh, it's over yeah it's we it's like we're almost it's almost over just got a few more to go and then get him get him out of yeah. here um yeah i it's, i think it it'd be funny i think it'd be funny if like he retires and at the end of the season like quietly like tim duncan just retires <sighs> you know that would be, be really great. Great, yeah. great contrast. Um, so, yeah. Is, was there anything else you had? Um, excited for Game of Thrones. I'm very excited for Game of Thrones. I'm super excited. Yeah. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, man. Really? Okay, we're going to have to have a, a throne. A th- L equals J. No, 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 no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, you know, maybe we'll, do a, maybe we'll do a Thrones podcast, too. Let's do it. Maybe we'll do a Thrones podcast. All right. Um, so, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed. Uh, watch... Uh, I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll probably have already aired. But watch uh, Spurs Warriors. And, um, yeah, we'll come back in time for the playoffs. Say bye. Bye.